I don't know about you, but I want to figure out how to be a little more balanced. Life is full of chaos, adventure, and the unknown. I am on the search to hear from those who can make this journey more fun and easy as I learn how to be better to myself, enhance my health, and be a part of ending human trafficking. Welcome to The Balanced Girl. Today, we have the privilege of having a very special guest, Brandon Janis. He is a single father of three incredibly young kids, Hadley, Cooper, and Macklin. Brandon's a writer, encourager, and lover of Jesus. He is best known for his message of faith amidst extreme heartbreak. He is a widower and was married to Rachel, who was diagnosed with breast cancer, and he shares his story today on The Balanced Girl. He's also part owner and VP of partnerships for Faithbox, Fanbox, and Hello Bible subscription boxes. Please welcome Brandon to The Balanced Girl. Welcome, Brandon. We are so excited to have you on The Balanced Girl today. I love when I have a male guest because, yes, The Balanced Girl has men on her podcast. So welcome, Brandon. You are quite the man. You have so many things going on. I'm excited for my audience to get to know you more. Brandon, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you, Kinsey. And I had to, I told my parents last night, I was on the Balance Girl podcast <laughs> coming up today and they were so impressed. Um, but um, I appreciate you having me on. I love what you're doing. Um, you know, when you invited me, I obviously went back to kind of see what you were up to and, uh, what an honor. And anytime that I can jump on and share a little bit about, you know, my story and what's happened in in our lives, um, I welcome it. So thank you for the platform. I I really appreciate it. That's awesome. I know you've got a busy day today. You've got a lot going on in your business. You're part owner and VP of partnership in faith box, fan box, and hello Bible box for kids. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about what you going got what you got going on? That's a tongue twister with your businesses. Yes, ma'am. So yeah, we started the the company. Um, actually, acquired the company uh, in 2017. Uh, Faithbox. Faithbox had already existed. Uh, it had run into some financial difficulties and was shutting down. And we saw an opportunity there. And so we acquired Faithbox and have have since built it up to. Uh, between seven and eight thousand monthly subscribers, and that's just a box of uh, of devotionals and 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 books and do good products, products that give back in one way, shape, or form. So we partner with companies that are involved in sex trafficking, companies that are involved in uh, helping the homeless, companies that are involved in you name it. Uh, every box has a story, so every box has a product that gives back in one way, shape, or form. Uh, and then we decided, well, this is not super kid friendly because the books were a little bit more grown up and the devotions were a little bit more grown up. And so we said, kids need Jesus, too. Let's do a Hello Bible or a junior a Faith Box Junior. Uh, and it turns out um, I actually had subscribed my kids to Hello Bible and we fell in love with Hello Bible and ended up acquiring Hello Bible as well uh, instead of trying to reinvent the wheel. Um, so then we have uh, Faithbox and Hello Bible, and uh, we had some um, celebrities and brands come to us and say, hey, we want to do a box. How do we do a box? And so we kind of uh, became a turnkey place for anyone that wants a box to come launch a box. And that's where Fanbox uh, came about. And so Fanbox does boxes for different influencers and brands. 
um, celebrities. Uh, we have a couple of those launching today, so that's exciting. Um, and um, just such a, a fun space to be in um, to help create really fun stuff for, for different celebrities and brands. I'm obsessed with your faith box, but also your Bible box for kids. Yeah, absolutely. So um, faith box, the, the fun thing about faith box is each month there's a new theme. And that theme can be something super positive like joy or happiness. Or it could be something that, um, that may be just a struggle with anxiety or grief or something along those lines. Uh, and we don't it's funny because the, the, the harder topics are the more well-received topics, the more growth that comes out of that. And so we have a 30-day devotion that we write in-house that goes along with that theme. And then we do a book that would go along with that theme. So every, every faith box has, a, has a, a book and a devotion that goes along with, if it's grief, it's going to be about grief. If it's joy, it's going to be about joy. And the whole box is kind of built around that. Uh, so we'll do products. We, we partner with companies around the world that give back in one way, shape, or form. And so there's always going to be uh, two or three do-good products in the box as well. Um, and um, we, we tell the story of the box really well about, you know, where this came from and why we chose this partner and uh, get to get to learn a lot about these different communities around the world that are, that are given back. So that's our faith box. And then our Hello Bible is a, uh, a, just a, a way to walk the kids through the Bible in a fun way. Um, you know, I don't know about y'all, but when I was eight years old, um, I did not love sitting down and reading my Bible. You know, I loved reading Bible stories. I loved reading, you know, doing Bible crafts and different things like that. But um, the Bible can be a hard thing for an eight-year-old to grasp or a nine-year-old or ten, whatever it is. And so we, we've created this Hello Bible box where it is helping uh, uh, someone who's three years old to really about 10 years old. We have kind of two different versions. We have a junior version and an explorer version. And it just each month comes with a, with a, a theme, a, a book. And it could be Noah's Ark, it could be the Good Samaritan, it could be you name it. Uh, and then there are crafts to go along with that. Crafts are games to go along with that story to kind of help you um, immerse yourself in that story. So those are our two uh, faith-based subscription boxes that are just a ton of fun that we have out there. Yeah, so I'm going to be partnering with you and doing a giveaway. I think right now, like the reason I'm so obsessed with this, Brandon, is because, you know, your faith-based I feel like right now we're absorbing so much from the media, from social media, yeah. um, and we don't even realize when we need that encouragement. And so just to get that in the mail and be like, whoa, I needed that today, I think is just amazing. And same for our kids. Like, you know, I am very, uh, I love to talk to my audience about keeping kids safe and yeah. especially with um, pornography and everything out there with OnlyFans and yeah. it's just TikTok, it changes every day. And so for you to kind of have something positive to pour into um, our kids' lives, I think that's amazing. So I love that. I can't wait to um, partner with you and get more of this out there to more people because what a great gift to give as well. So I'm all about like finding places to unique gifts to give and yeah. Christmas is around the corner. That's so scary to say. <laughs> it is scary to say, but yeah, we're excited to partner with you in this. Um, one of the things I love about Faith Box is the community that's been built through that too. Um, just people long for community, people long for that. And especially during this COVID time, 
uh, it's been hard. It's been hard for people to connect. Some people aren't able, able to go to church even uh, and different things mm -hmm. like that. So Faithbox has been a good connecting point um, just for community as well. Uh, not as much with, with Hello Bible simply because kids aren't online or you know probably shouldn't be spending a ton, ton of time online. Um, and so we try to keep Hello Bibles offline as we can, mm -hmm. where we've actually created some online communities within Faithbox. So uh, very fun. And, and uh, it's been encouraging for a lot of people during this time. I love that. Well, okay, so you are anyone that knows you, follows you, knows uh, you are a dad and very hands-on dad, and you've lived quite the journey. You recently uh, put your house on the market and moved into a 40-foot motorhome for a year, which is like with your kids. Did you do that by yourself or did you have help with you? So when we, um, actually the, the RV was before the kids started school. So they were, Hadley, my oldest was five, Cooper was four and Macklin was two. And so we thought we had a year where there was no reason for us to be stuck anywhere. Um, I was traveling a bunch. I was doing some different speaking engagements, different things like that. And it actually was my wife's idea to, to do this. She said, we're coming with you. I'm tired of you being on the road all the time. We're going to do this together. This is not, I didn't sign up for you traveling all the time. I signed up to be with you and, uh, and you be present with our family. And so, uh, sure enough, you know, a couple months later, we are packing our, our, our things up and we are getting rid of everything that can't fit in 40 feet of motorhome. And, uh, we hit the road, we hit the road for a year. Um, the most incredible experience of my entire life. Um, we had never done anything like this. We'd never camped. We'd never been in a in a motorhome before. It's not easy to drive 40 foot of motorhome. It's also your house. Um, but uh, you talk about presence and priorities and learning what really matters and that most things don't matter that much. Um, and those things that do matter are those those three little ones and my wife that um, that just wanted time you know, she wanted presence and, um, and there's nowhere to hide when there's 40 feet of space. There's no office to go to. There's no doors to close. You guys are, are in it together. And, um, gosh, we learned so much about, about each other and the kids and, um, gosh, there's just so, I could tell stories and stories and stories about, uh, what I learned from the kids, but that's another podcast for another time. I'm sure. Well, I love that you took that time with Rachel and your kids and, then uh, fast forward a little bit in 2018, you got some news that changed your life. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about that news and what transpired from there? Yeah. So, man, you, you know, I, I always say that, you know, God makes no accidents and um, his timing is perfect and uh, it's purposeful. And I, and I look back to the year of the RV to have that time where we were so focused on each other um we, we we just had each other it was the five of us doing life together um with very little distraction because again there's just nothing there's nowhere to go right there's nowhere to hide um you are doing life together and, and soon after that that journey ended we actually acquired faith box which we talked about and um moved out to lincoln nebraska um to start this journey of of, of faith box with a couple other partners uh and um you know about Gosh, a few months after moving out there, um, Rachel felt a lump under her arm and um, pretty much knew she, she's she's in the health field. And so she just kind of knew what what this was going to be. And so when we went to the doctor and got the call, you know, a couple of days later that it was what we thought it was, that it was breast cancer. Um, 
we, you know, you never want to hear the C word, but we'd had friends that had, had gone through this and, and beat it. And the majority of people do. And that's why every time someone comes to me because they've been diagnosed or their wife has, it's usually an encouraging message. Like, okay, let's beat it, you know, because that, that's what we were going to go do. And um, we had all the faith in the world that this was just going to be part of our story and um, that we could handle it. You know, um, it was never why us. It was never, you know, we can't do this. This was, we were fully equipped to go make this happen and, and, and you know, maybe even share some, some good news throughout it all. And so, um, yeah, so we were diagnosed then and uh, I don't know how deep you want me to get into this, but um, we did beat it. She battled it um, the first time around and the cancer um, was beaten and she got a clean bill of health about a year later, uh, did the, you know, the chemo, the radiation, she did the double mastectomy, she did a hysterectomy, she did all the things necessary to make sure um, this wasn't going to come back and um, we were going to beat you know, cancer. And so um, we did and we celebrated and it was great. And, um, and um, we were kind of ready to move on to the next chapter of our lives, um, you know, being cancer beaters. Right. And, uh, and that's kind of where we, where we were at that point. Again, I don't know if you want me to jump into what happened next, but that was um, the beginning of our story there. Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, yes, you can keep going. I, I just think you have uh, such a different perspective on cancer and your journey. And, um, you know, obviously after getting the all clear and it returned, um, I, I can't imagine that. But I mean, how did you find the strength? And yeah, keep keep, keep talking. People don't want to hear me right now. They want to okay. hear you. So, so yeah, so we, we, we had beaten it. We were, we were on to the next chapter. I sure was Rachel, like the Lord never took it off Rachel's heart that the cancer wasn't going to come back. Like she kept telling me, like, I just feel like, you know, I know it, the doctor says it's per we're good and it's clean. And, you know, and, and I would kind of argue with her saying, no, like I can get cancer just as good as you can now. Like, I mean, I'm just as likely to, cause the doctor said you're good. Right. And so um, I just never expected it to come back. I thought that was our season and we were done with it and it was on to the next one. Um, but we had just moved to Knoxville, Tennessee, which we were going to kind of make home. Um, kids were getting into, into school and all these different things. And so we came here where my parents are and my, my family is my sister, aunts and uncles. And, um, it, we had moved here in May of 2019, um, yeah, 2019. And in August of 2019, she started feeling a lot of pain in her back. And to me, I thought, well, it may be because we're just getting older. Maybe that's what it is. My back hurts too sometimes. Right. And to her, she said, no, I, I just know what this is. Like, this is not, this is not good. And so the pain was bad. It wasn't like old man pain. It was, it was excruciating pain. And so um, went to the doctor, turned out the, the cancer had, had um, gotten into her bones, into her spine. And um, for, for you don't have to be a medical expert to understand that that's not good. I mean, you can't remove bone, right? And so we knew that, okay, this is going to be our life. Like, we're going to have cancer and we're going to continue to fight cancer. And this is what it was going to look like. But even then, like when it's in your spine, again, I know way too much about this now because all you do is research when you find these things out. Um, even then, you you can still live a, a a decently long life. I mean, you can you can live for 
10, 20 years with that, you know? So it wasn't like we were thinking we didn't have time. That didn't cross our mind at that point. Um, so we, you know, we saw every expert we could from, you know, MD Anderson to talking to the Mayo Clinic to different things like that. Um, and things just weren't getting better. We, we did some trial drugs and, 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 you know, did everything we could to, to try to ease our pain, number one, but get better. So we started more chemo. Um, it was Christmas Eve night. We were seeing Santa Claus at the mall um, and she actually collapsed there. Um, the kids didn't see it. They were off doing something else and, and Rachel collapsed and the ambulance came and, and took her, took us to the hospital. Um, that's when we found out that it was now in her spinal fluid, um, which, which is not ever good. And soon after that, we found out it was in her brain. Um, and that's when we knew we didn't have much time. Uh, we believed in miracles. We prayed that, that, that it would go away. And we always thought to the last day it could. Um, but we also knew medically speaking, it got to the point where there was nothing they could do. Um, they tried radiation to the brain that caused major issues with seizures and different things like that. So, um, I think it was January 16th, we went to the hospital because she had just a ton of pain and we actually never came out again. She, um, she passed away March 1st, 2020, um, after 39 nights in the hospital, if my, if my days are correct, it was 39 nights of the hospital. Um, and, um, there's a lot to that story too. Again, I don't know what you want me to get into, but that was a time of, um, there was so much beauty in that time. Um, you know, to so many that could be such a hard, um, ugly, uh, disruptive time. And for us, it was a time of, um, ministry. Uh, people came into that room and left ministered to people from all over the world came to visit Rachel. Um, she's just created this following that was, that was, pretty amazing, probably just because how public we, public we were with everything, which we chose to do early on for, for prayers mainly, but for awareness number two, so people would take this serious, like this can happen mm -hmm. to anyone. Um, but people came thinking they were going to say bye to Rachel and they left. Um, if they didn't know Jesus, they knew him when they left. If they knew Jesus, they knew him more when they left. If they wanted to know Jesus, they sure knew him when they left. And so she just had an impact that, um, that movies are made of. I mean, it really is. It was just, I had a front row seat for 39 nights to people being ministered to. And so um, it was such a, such a blessing to have that time and to um, help me prepare for what was next. Um, she was so selfless and made sure everything was okay. And that her only worry, she had two worries, one that me and the kids were okay. And two, that people would turn from the Lord because she wasn't healed. And um, I'm assuming she knows this, that no one, everyone turns to him, continues to turn to him. Uh, and it's just a beautiful, um, it's a beautiful story of just healing because she is healed now. Redemption, um, love. Um, and I just am so blessed that I got to play a role in, in, in her story. Well, First of all, thank you for your vulnerability and for just being so raw. I, I think, Brandon, honestly, what drew me to this story and just your um, Rachel, I mean, she could have never known what was coming for us 
uh, past, mm-hmm. you know, in 2020 and 2021. And, and this world yeah, is just yeah. um, nonstop thinking about mm-hmm. death. And so to have someone yeah. like you and Rachel who lived out loud is like the most beautiful gift to this world. And I think for me personally, I wanted to share the, your story because there's just so many people right now that are afraid of dying. And for you guys to face mm. it head on and say it can be beautiful and and just, uh, you know, the point of this life with Jesus. And I, I don't think I've ever experienced such a beautiful um, moment of death beyond you and your wife's story. And um, I'm, I'm grateful for that, but I, I want to share it because it's just more necessary now than I've ever experienced in my life. And I know that most people right now aren't leaving their homes because they're afraid to die. You know what? I think it's time for a sneaky break. Are you looking for some motivation in the kitchen? I have just the cookbook for you. Dining and cooking always felt like riding a bike through fire. (laughs) But once I realized I could make things simple and food could taste so good, I fell in love with the kitchen. Simply Balanced is full of simple, delicious, healthy recipes free of gluten, dairy, and refined sugar. Head to KinseyPentecost.com and use the Balanced Girl for 10% off today. Now let's get back to the Balanced Girl. in those 39 days you're in the hospital and you're having, you've got three children and yeah, now I, yeah. I know you're a, a dad. <laughs> and so how, how yeah. is she passing that baton to you? Yeah, that's, that's such a good question. And so during those, during those days, um, the kids would come to the hospital every day. Um, it was their after school activity um, and they would, they would be there. Um, and, you know, Rachel was with it, a lot of the times, a, a lot of times, because of the pain and the spreading, they they, they knocked her out pretty good. But she, it was amazing that she would she would be sleeping all day, and when those kids came in, she pop up, she pop up for an hour and just give them everything she had, and it was so special to watch that. Um, and uh, yeah, and the kids, so the kids were were a part of this. Um, when it got to the point when the doctors told me there was nothing more we can do. I had to have that conversation with the kids. We were very open with the kids um, about this because um, I, for me, I needed my kids to trust me. And if I kept saying, mommy's going to get better and mommy's going to come home and then mommy didn't, I, I'm going to have teenage girls in a few years and I need them to trust their mm-hmm. daddy. And so like, I, I, I don't think I've ever had a harder conversation um, than having to tell the kids. I remember sitting in the hotel in the um, hospital lobby with them, just telling them that, you know, we got the news that that um, you know, mommy gets to go be with Jesus. She's not going to come home. She's going to go to her eternal home, and it's going to be so special. And I said, the good news is that daddy gets to come home when that happens, because I had been in the hospital for. 30 nights at that point. And I said, daddy, you get to come home. And so they said, okay, you know, bawling or whatever. And, and they said, um, so that means when you come home, mommy went to heaven. And I said, that's right. And so when I come home, mommy went to heaven. And so when that happened, it was, it wasn't a hard conversation. When I actually came home that night, um, it was, it was just hugging and loving and knowing what, what had happened. And so, um, not a conversation I wish on anyone to, to, to have to have with their, their children. But since we had been so open with them, it, it worked out okay um, to be able to, 
to, um, to tell them that. And the other hard conversation I had to have, which was almost on a daily basis with Rachel in the hospital, because her memory was, was gone as far as short-term memory, was that we weren't doing anything anymore. There was no more treatments. There was nothing the doctors could do. And so every day I had to tell her there was no plan today, except be comfortable. And that was really hard. That was a hard, it was like Groundhog mm. Day to have to tell her, well, what, what do you mean we're not doing anything? Well, the doctors just, we just need to be comfortable right now. That's what we're, that's what we're going to do. And so that was a, a hard thing. But other than those, those moments, again, it was such a beautiful time of ministry. I, I just can't say it enough. My pastor would come in and, and he said that he said, Brandon, people come in here to be ministered to. You have atheists that are nurses on this floor that know him now. And, you know, the sad thing is, Kenzie, is that I, I almost hate that we were such a light, that Rachel was such a light, because it makes me think of how dark it usually is in those mm-hmm. rooms, right? The fact that we stood out the way we did and that her story has turned into what it has makes me sad because people were dying on that floor all the time. And I, I just heard that they didn't have the hope we had, you know, and I don't mean all of them, but you know, the nurses just kept saying how our story was so different and how there was so much joy and peace and and happiness in that room. And I, I, I hate that, that's not a more common occurrence mm-hmm. in those in those hospital rooms. And um, you know, I've had I've had friends that have passed since then that didn't have him to lean on. And I hurt for them because if you don't have hope in him, I don't know, I don't know where your hope is. And Rachel taught us that well. I, I mean, yeah, because you think like the Bible and you're supposed to be excited for heaven. And we know that death is the last thing we have to face, but so many people face it. It's a dark room. I mean, I like the way you said that because it's true. And I think that's what is so hopeful about your story is it's like, you know, I I guess for me, it makes me want to share it because it makes people want to know Jesus more. You're not afraid to go be with Jesus, you know, and I'm sure there were hard days. And I mean, I'm not sure. I'm sure I know there were, but um, what was happening with you and Jesus? I mean, what were. Yeah. Oh man, that's a good question. So um, yeah, exactly. So I, I, um, there was anger. There was anger when it came back. I didn't, I didn't know why, like, why, why, why do we have to do this again? What are you doing this time? Like we just got through, you know, a year and a half of doing that. Why is this happening? There was anger. Um, when, when she wasn't going to get better, when, when there was nothing else, I put a lot of blame on myself because I said, well, what if I would have followed this lead? And what if I would have, what if I would have gotten her to this doctor? And what if I would have, you know, I mean, let me tell you, I got, messages upon messages of these these different places I could take her to be you know healed and all the you know like what what if I would have done more you know and then I realized and I don't know when just one of those nights in the hospital I realized like this isn't my battle man like God is this is not I'm not God, I, I'm not him I can't fix this right and so we did everything we could within our power humanly to 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 make it better and that was a big relief to me when I realized this there's nothing more I could have done to help her be better. Um, that was not my my fight, and so um, so there 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 was 
times of anger, um, but Rachel reeled me in pretty quickly and um, and encouraged me that um, that that's not that's not fair to be angry at him. And um, we had many many talks about um, about our faith and um, how this story is a is a story of of redemption and love and how um, she said if 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 I leave here and you're angry. It's going to defeat the entire purpose of my of my story and and the pain and all the things we've gone through. Um, so you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. You know this. She said one day, um, I know that I'm dying. I, I'm okay with that, and all I have left to give is Jesus, and that's what I'm going to do. And um, we're all on that boat, Kenzie. We all we all are one day closer. To, to heaven every day. We're one day closer to heaven. So we're all dying. We all, in the end, it's the best thing we can give is, is Jesus. And, um, and so I've learned that through Rachel dying, you know, and she lived a great life while she was living, but man, to watch the way she died in a way that many of us ne- will never live that, oh, it was just, a, it was such a beautiful, uh, a beautiful time. It really was, even though you know, again, I had a front row seat to her dying, but I had a front row seat to her living so mm. well as well. Well, and even, you know, I, I didn't get to meet Rachel, but just you being bold to continue to share your story, you know, I feel mm. like she, I know her and she's literally making me want to stretch more, you know, and, and reach mm. higher and know Jesus more. And, and so I think that's the whole point of this life. And so, I just, you know, thinking about her legacy and how it lives on is just so beautiful and, and how many people she can bring to the Lord, but also just push to go deeper. And so, um, I love that. I mean, is there anything you want to share, you know, that you, you literally plunge yourself into single dad life? Um, and, and I'm watching your posts and they're so intentional, but, um, yeah, very powerful. Well, thank you. So I, I was, you know, with the RV, I became a, I became a present dad much more so than I had been before. Right. You know, I thought as a, as a dad and a husband, I just have to provide. That's what I'm supposed to do. I mean, I love being around my kids, but I was on the road and I loved what I did and I, I had to provide because that's what men do. Right. That's what we do. Um, when that meant nothing to Rachel. So men communicate with your spouse. Cause a lot of times that's not, what matters, you know, what matters is you actually being there and showing up. Right. And so, um, that year taught me how to be a better dad, a better spouse, a better friend, a better coworker, a better, better person. And so now I'm not saying you have to have an RV to go do that. (laughs) Like you you can learn through my experience that, that just look at your life and just see where are your priorities? Where do they sit? Is the call that important? Is the webinar that important? Right. Can you take a minute, five minutes to a kid is a day. Five minutes of playing outside or wrestling or doing is a day to them. Like to us, it's five minutes. To them, it's, it means so much, right? Uh, Macklin came on with a little piece of paper the other day that he did in class. And his favorite thing is to play with daddy. And there's nothing more that I, that, that I could do for my heart than that that's what his favorite thing to do is. And it doesn't have to be days and days and days. It's moments. It's moments. It's moments. And so um, so I was, I was as prepared as I could be. Um, but there were a lot of things that I didn't. I don't, I don't know how to do, I didn't do ponytails. I didn't buy my girl's underwear. I didn't do like these things I didn't do. So I've, I've learned through my failures there. Um, but 
Rachel was so intentional in things that she knew I wasn't good at, or I didn't think about like dentist appointments. She made sure somebody was there to make those for the kids. Um, haircuts. She made sure there was someone because I just wouldn't have thought about it till the girl said, Hey dad, you know, I need, I need help here. Right. And so Rachel was very good about assigning people in our lives to do things for me to help me not be so bad at this, right? <laughs> and so that was, again, when you're all, literally laying in a hospital bed, making sure there's dentist appointments, making sure, like, it's just a different, she's she's just a different breed of person and the most selfless person you'll ever meet. Um, but she set me up well. Now, the one thing Rachel didn't know is that COVID was coming in 13 days after she died, right? And so um, there was a the very beginning of COVID when when she was in the hospital, but no one knew what was going on. It was mainly in the bigger cities. And um, and so I was able to be with her the whole time. Um, but she died March 1st, March 13th. Uh, the country shut down. NCAA, turn- NCAA tournament was canceled. And, um, and life was, the kids were home from school. Churches weren't meeting. Um, and so I got thrown right into to that, which uh, no one was prepared for. So we were all going through that together as a, as a, um, as a, as a world. And um, I just had another thing thrown on top that was, I was doing it alone for the first time. Um, but it was, it was, a, you know, we all had our hard, we all have our hard and, and, and we were all in that one together. Um, and so I almost wonder if it was a, blessing of a time for us to be able to just be together. And there was really no expectations outside of just surviving because mm-hmm. nobody knew what to yeah. do. Right. And so I looked as clueless as anyone else out there. So it, it was like, you know, I can do this, right. Because we're all doing this. Right. And so, um, so that was a, a, you know, again, I don't think there's any accidents. And and so that was a, a, a special time for myself and the kids to just be mm-hmm. and, um, and, and kind of, try to figure out what does normal look like. And of course with COVID, there is no normal, but you know, what, what is our new routine going to be? And, um, and you know, we, we still haven't figured it out, but we're, we're getting there. And um, yeah, like you said, I, I just, I, I'm very public about it and I struggle through it. And I, I know that I'm not the only one going through it, but most men don't talk about the struggles and the, and the things. Um, but I've just continued to kind of share um I mainly continue to share Rachel's story through, you know, her kids' mm-hmm. lives and what we're what we're what we're going through, because um, I know that's important to her. Well, I I mean, thank you, thank you for sharing. I I don't even think maybe you realize. I'll tell you a story. Um, I got a phone call yesterday from a good friend, and her son um, came to her and said, "I have to tell you something, mom, but you can't repeat it." And she said, "Okay." And she said, "He said, uh, my friend called me, and she's going to commit suicide." And uh, the the mom said, "Sweetie, we have to call the mom." And he said, "No, she'll hate me." And he she said, "You know, she can't hate you if she's dead." So, anyways, they prayed yeah. together. They called um, the mom, and come to find out, she was. But it was from bullying. And uh, when mm-hmm. she went to reach out to the parents of the the boy bullying their daughter, um, you know, the the parents said, "Not our son." And then I saw your post about um, your daughter. <laughs> and how a boy was talking to your daughter. And I thought, Brandon, the amount of parents that need to hear this message right now just goes beyond you. And you think you're just living out loud, but it's such a life-changing thing to bring attention to just everyday life and what your kids are going through. And people think Mm -hmm. nothing big, but it was this moment of, 
yes, there are parents wow. out there that care and will speak up. And uh, it just made me smile. But I thought, I don't think Brandon has any idea. And I'm sure you do, but just the legacy and these posts, how they live on, and they're just so much bigger than you. And so I just thank you so much for your vulnerability and for um, telling your story about you and Rachel. And I, I can't wait to keep following you and doing um, some giveaways of your new businesses because I think that the world needs people like you. So uh, thank you, Brandon, for being on The Balanced Girl. Thank you. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I appreciate the the avenue to, I never say no when it comes to getting to talk about Rachel and you know what um, what she did again, living and dying, and what her her, her legacy continues to be, and um, I guess I would just, if I can say, encourage those that um, have their spouse around to not take it for granted, and have their loved ones around to not take it for granted. Um, you don't realize how good you have it till you don't have it, and um, most of the things that you're arguing about or that you're stressed about just don't matter tomorrow or the next day, and um, I, I, you know, I learned that, you know, in two years, Rachel and I didn't really have an argument because when all you care about is survival, you know, nothing else really matters. And um, so many of the things that that you will argue about are petty and ridiculous and um, just appreciate what you have while you have it. Because unfortunately, um, and fortunately, if you have Jesus, um, life is short and tomorrow you can get a diagnosis that you weren't expecting or... Um, you know, unfortunately in this community I'm in now with the widows and widowers every day, there's a new, new one of us through a car accident, through a drowning, through a fire, through a, you name it. And so, um, hold your people tight, love them hard, um, appreciate them, um, over appreciate them, over hug them, you know, um, COVID or not, you'll never regret, <laughs> you know, hugging your people hard. Cause that was, that was one of Rachel's best things. So I appreciate you. Thank you for allowing me to 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 be here and and i love to continue to keep up with you and what you guys are doing there as well thank you brandon so much for sharing your story your faith and leaving your wife's legacy and sharing it for the world to live grow and know jesus more I am very excited to share with my audience her story, your story, and more about how they can access Faith Box and Hello Bible subscription boxes. Very exciting. And if you're not already subscribed, please make sure that you subscribe to The Balanced Girl. Thanks, everyone. Yeah.